On this episode of the podcast, I tell the guys a series of tales detailing the much maligned tenure of one of the worst GMs in NBA history. What does maligned mean? Uh, you know, like, people didn't like it too much, because okay. it, it was bad. <laughs> so they insulted him. Oh. Yeah. Did they throw fruit at him? Um, quite possibly. There's a lot of stuff that goes down here, so why don't you go ahead and recline that sofa and loosen that tie, because this is Mismanaged. Welcome to Mismanaged, a podcast where we kick back and criticize the failings of paid sports professionals while also offering them foolproof solutions to all their management woes. I'm Austin Egan. I'm Josh Sweezy. And I'm Nathaniel Westover. Well, let's get into it. This week, we are back to talking NBA. We are covering 16 years worth of drama, starting in the good old 2003. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a lawless wasteland back then. (laughs) Warning to any and all Washington Wizards fans, you may want to cover your ears. All three of you. (laughs) Or, you know, just go ahead and watch the Capitals play instead. You know, one of the teams that have won recently. Hey, Bradley Beal's a god. Bradley Beal is a god. And and, shouldn't be a wizard. And we're going to talk about that later, you can rest assured. (laughs) But this week, we're going to shake it up a bit. Instead of covering a particular case of mismanagement, I'm going to take you guys through the tumultuous tenure of Ernie Grunfeld as the Washington Wizards GM from 2003 to 2019. This story coming as a special request from a, a fan, Will Young. That's right. We take fan requests now. What? Oh, yeah. Hey, not in my contract. Well, we have a fan? Well, we, <laughs> You're going to have to talk to my agent about this. I am your agent. He's right. <laughs> yes. Well, shout out to Will. And uh, this one's for you, buddy. Will, we love you. This better be good. Smooth, melodic tones. <laughs> All right. First, a little background on our man Ernie here from before he took the role of the Wizards GM in 03. Before that gig, Grunfeld was the GM of the Knicks from 91 to 99 and the GM of the Bucks from 99 to 03. And here are a couple of the notable moves he made in this time that really just frame his talents Uh as a GM. A nice little preview. Will this show me why I want to hire Ernie as my next GM? Oh, absolutely. And it shows exactly why he was hired twice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, three times total. Uh Twice after the first one. (laughs) That's what really counts. Uh, First of all, during his time with the Knicks, he traded away head coach Pat Riley. You may know Pat. Uh, We've heard of Pat. Yeah, legend in Mm -hmm. every respect. Yep. Uh, To the Miami Heat for a first-round pick, which eventually turned into Walter McCarty. You know, famous Walter McCarty, Hall of Famer. The secret NBA career of Walter McCarty, (laughs) because no one's heard of it. Yep. The other thing he did was as GM of the Bucks. He traded away a 29-year-old Glenn Robinson and a 27-year-old Ray Allen in the same season. Oh, God. In these trades, he got old, incredibly old versions of Tony Kukoc and uh-huh. Gary Payton, both uh-huh. of whom were 34 years old at the time. And Ray Allen went on to be bad at shooting threes, right? Uh, quite the opposite, Josh. He went on to become 
the best before Steph Curry. And you know what is the real kicker in these trades? You might think, oh, they got rid of some youth, took on some old contracts, got some draft picks. <laughs> no, no. He gave away a first rounder and Wait. got one back. <laughs> so it was pretty much a push. Yeah, just no, an even trade. No draft capital was gained for the Bucks. Um, Who needs the youth? Just go for the old. Just go for the elderly. Quote Nathaniel Westover. <laughs> Veteran leadership. Yes. <laughs> But now we'll dig into the numerous and baffling ill-advised decisions made by Grunfeld as GM of the Wizards. Now, these stories range from minor idiocies to franchise-altering failures, but they all work to establish Grunfeld as one of the most hated figures in Washington sports. We will start in 2006 with the NBA draft. Grunfeld and the Wizards had the 18th overall pick. Now, the 2006 draft wasn't incredibly memorable with regards to talent. Only five of the draftees would go on to become all-stars. Hey, the... there's still time. I'm sure some of them are still in the league. Um, They could have a resurgence. I mean, or just any breakout year at all. I, I don't think there's time. <laughs> I haven't done the deep research, but I'm going to side with Westover and say there's <laughs> You're prob- 14 years <laughs> in, you're probably not. There's, there's probably not time. <laughs> You haven't made it now. You may not make it. <laughs> the, mo- the most notable of those all-stars and the top were, were LaMarcus Aldridge and Brandon Roy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Grunfeld still managed to miss out on the other three. The most notable being point guards Rajon Rondo and Kyle Lowry. The third being Paul Millsap, which he doesn't really count for this because he hasn't had as prolific a career and it didn't really fit the team needs they had at the moment. But, yeah, I mean, Paul Millsap has never, you know, he's never been that player that, like, anyone gets really excited about. You're like, oh, Paul oh, Millsap, he's pretty good, but yeah. he's never, like, Paul Millsap. I, I mean, I I'm not, like, he's still here? Right. <laughs> I'm not running to vote for him for All-Star. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Unlike Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson uh, <laughs> killing it this year. He is a uh, 10th. In right now, in the all-star voting for guards in the West. Uh, for those who don't know, he has not played at all this year because hey, he's dead. He's played his heart out out there from the bench. He's been tweeting well. He has. He did an interview with Steph Curry, which was cool. It was, it was a fun little <laughs> Yeah, they're easing there. him into retirement. <laughs> Get him into the booth. <laughs> Grunfeld, instead of drafting any of those guys, instead selected center Oleksii Pesharov. <sighs> you know... Famous Petrov. Yeah, Petrov. The guy that only played three years in the league, a total of 111 games. While both Rondo and Lowry went on to win NBA championships, with Rondo arguably posting a Hall of Fame career. Mm-hmm. Uh, being the only player ever to win a title with the Lakers and the Celtics. And it's pretty wild. It's pretty cool. This pick is magnified by the fact that while the Wiz had Gilbert Arenas, he was the only point guard on the team, and they already had four other centers rostered. Oh my team goodness. of trees! So instead of picking one of the talented uh, point guards that both went to blue chip schools, uh-huh. he went with this unknown European fella to really round out his big men. Yep. Sometimes you just need depth. You just need depth, except a point guard. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can only have one point guard for the whole game. Speaking of Gilbert Arenas, oh, no. <laughs> let's move to 2007. Late in the 06-07 season, star point guard Gilbert Arenas tore his lateral meniscus and had season-ending surgery to repair it. Not a huge deal. He was 25 at the time and sure to make a comeback. Just have to ease him back into things. 
Uh, early on the next season in 07-08, however, Arenas experienced a partial meniscus tear in the same knee due to overstrenuous re- rehabilitation, mm. and he had to have a second surgery. At this point as a GM, you're fairly skeptical and should be keeping a pretty close eye on his rehabilitation and his health. Yeah. I mean, he's your only good player. He is he's your, your only, only good player. Uh, he would return later that same season, joining the Wiz on their playoff run before, lo and behold, his knee failed him and he was unable to compete in game five of round one of the playoffs against mm. uh, little baby LeBron's Cavaliers. Aww, little baby LeBron. They lost that series. Yeah. And after all of this, Arenas had the audacity to opt out of his, the last year of his contract in Ugh. order to pursue a max contract that monster. of $127 million. Like, a month after, he's like, I can't play in an elimination <laughs> my game. My knee hurts. My knee hurts, and I've had two surgeries in the past year. But I'm going to opt out, and I hope you can pay me everything you possibly can. Yep. What's even more unbelievable is that Grunfeld gave it to him. Oh! <laughs> a player who had only played 13 games the previous season due to debilitating injuries. In not, the knees, which is in like... The, in the knees! That's not so important for basketball, no! Not only that, Grunfeld was so bad at negotiating that he offered Arenas the $127 million max. And Arenas willingly offered to only take $111 million to help out the team. This man's like, take all my money. And the player said, no, no, we have to pay other guys. Do you know how this works? But no, kid, you <laughs> no, no, Come no. on, take the money. Trust me, those knees will heal. <laughs> Smoking a big fat cigar. I mean, his name is Ernie. He has yeah. to be uh, constantly. Oh, oh Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> In the months leading up to the 08-09 season, Arenas had a third surgery on his knee oh, and God. missed all of training camp. It would only play two games all season. Wait, money? Yeah, well yeah, knee problems? Uh, surprisingly, <laughs> yes. It turns out he just might have. I think he might have hid that in negotiations. Yeah. After receiving... Where'd that... <laughs> Oh, you're about to find out how just <laughs> no, not no. worth it it is. Yeah. After, you can still trade him, right? Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> After receiving his six-year, $111 million extension, Arenas would only play 55 more games with the Wizards. Uh, for those of you, once again, who don't know, one season is 82 games. He was signed up for six. So 55... So a very small percentage of the amount of games he should have played. Is quite a bit less mm-hmm. than what he was expected to do. Uh, the end of his time with the Wizards was sealed in December 09 when Arenas infamously brandished a firearm in the team <laughs> locker room. What? Wait. <laughs> that Gilbert Arenas in, in December 09, before a game or after a game, I don't remember exactly the details. Uh-huh. Maybe it was a practice or something. He pulled out a firearearm in the team Whoa. locker room during a confrontation with teammate Javaris Crittenton cool over guy. a card game. Uh-huh. Some people say it's about Crittenton owed him money. Uh-huh. Uh, Arenas himself said, no, 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 it had nothing to do with money. It was just a dispute about the game itself. Yeah, it was for the love of the game. For love, the love of, of the, the game. card game. And it's not like Gilbert needed the money. No. He just got so much of it. Yeah. So why not pull out a gun? <laughs> why not threaten people with a gun oh, at work? To make matters worse, uh-huh. while Arenas was being investigated by the NBA, he adopted the use of finger guns for his pregame celebration. <laughs> No, I think that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Shortly after he was suspended for the remainder of the season and traded away the next year to the Orlando Magic for a different bad contract and a worse player. So a pretty 
fairly lateral move. Uh-huh. <laughs> Washington continued to pay Arenas an obscene amount of money for nearly a decade as he bounced around and eventually out of the league. Uh, bonus content, Arenas's last team that he played for was the Grizzlies when uh, general manager Chris Wallace took advice from a fan website in the 11-12 season and uh, took him on. Cool, cool. That's fun. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. We so, love uh, that for them. Looking out, all you GMs, great decisions can can be made. Not, They're out there. Not Just this gotta one. Just got to find them. Just believe. <laughs> but, yeah, so bad move number two, the complete infatuation with Gilbert Arenas and a terrible, and terrible contract. Yeah. Half a knee and a gun. Oh, and, <laughs> and a gun. Oh, and just wait, his – attempt to kind of deal with that the horribleness of that contract it will carry over into the future no not our boy ernie but next let's go to 2008 and a relatively minor error grunfeld made in once again the draft oh no grunfeld and the whiz once again had the 18th overall pick and had their eye on another center since uh, Ernie apparently realized his mistake of drafting Pesharov. Have you not learned, Ernie? <laughs> Grunfeld selected JaVale McGee. Ah. Which you mean NBA champion JaVale McGee? NBA champion JaVale McGee. Multiple times. A How sum- many rings yeah. he got now? Enough. <laughs> <laughs> three? I don't, it's it's two at least three. two. It's two at least three. two. But he's a solid rotational center with a laudable career. As we just mm-hmm. said, he has a few championships. The mistake here being that Ernie could have had Serge Ibaka or DeAndre Jordan. Ooh, two uh, dominant centers that had far and away more points, mm-hmm. rebounds, and assists and win shares than McGee. Yeah, and also starters. And I mean, yeah. McGee, who's also, they had more in those categories than most of the draftees that year. Like, they're just better. Yep. And you picked JaVale, rotation player, McGee. And to be fair, JaVale didn't even, you know, become a rotation player until a few years in the league. His oh, yeah. first couple of years are hilarious. If you ever need a good laugh, just go look up some of his, like, highlights from his early years. Shacked in a fool. He does the dumbest things, and it's amazing. Trying to dunk from the free throw line (laughs) constantly. (laughs) And spoilers, he doesn't have the physical capacity (laughs) to do that. But he seems like a fun guy. He's a fun guy. He's a good locker room (laughs) guy. That's what happens when you grow up in the league with Nick Young. Yep. (laughs) Swaggy (laughs) P. On to the 2009 draft. Uh, nice. A period of time where Grunfeld was still convinced that Arenas would lead the team to the promised land. (laughs) He might. (laughs) You never know. Someday. He just so firmly believed that Arenas just needed more pieces around him. Arenas just needs some firepower. And knees. (laughs) Especially knees. I like the firepower (laughs) For those of you who don't know, that was a play on the fact that Arenas brought a gun to the locker room. Firepower. <laughs> oh, that's comedy at its uh, finest. You love a good joke that needs explanation. <laughs> <laughs> the Wizards in 09 had the fifth overall pick, and that is the best pick they had had so in the, years. So they've gotten worse since drafting oh, Jamil McGee. Oh, they've gotten pretty bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, naturally, Ernie decided to deal the pick along with our boy Pesharov, no. Darius Sangala, and Ian Thomas to the Timberwolves for point guard Randy Foy and shooting guard slash small forward Mike Miller. Just Mm. three-point sniper. Mm. Uh, Here's the kicker. Foy played one season with Washington, averaging about 10 points per game and not much else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Miller also played one season with Washington, (laughs) uh, uh, averaging around 10 points per game, before going on to join LeBron's championship squad in Miami. So uh, just keeping you up to date, so far Grunfeld has dealt away three players and the fifth overall pick for one-year rentals that contributed absolutely nothing meaningful to the franchise. 
Perfect. That's all you need, all you want. But the mismanagement doesn't stop there. Oh, no. With that fifth overall pick, Washington could have drafted such players as Ricky Rubio, Drew Holiday, DeMar DeRozan, and most notably, the greatest shooter of all time, Steph Curry. Steph. Grunfeld gave up everything because he viewed his team's previous record of 19-63 and 63 as an indication that they were in win-now mode. Wait. They were not. No. <laughs> they actually went on that season to go 26 and 56. Hey, but they won 20 games that year. That's, That's an improvement. Oh, no, it was seven games more than they uh-huh. had the year before. But let's not kid ourselves. It's still garbage. Yes. It was also around this time that Arenas' antics and injuries presented Grunfeld with no option but to look elsewhere for team leadership. During this phase between Arenas' prime and the full emergence of John Wall, Grunfeld relied on the talents of his big three of JaVale McGee, Uh Nick Young, Uh and Andre Blatch to set the tone of the (laughs) franchise. And set the tone they did, let me tell you, this trio was so comically inept and immature (laughs) that they were a regular feature on the the show Shacked in a Fool. Oh, so it did come around. Yeah, no, they're pretty pretty much the reason it got popular. Yeah, right. Is because they were gone constantly because Nick Young was airballing layups. JaVale McGee was trying to dunk from the free throw line. And throwing passes just straight out of bounds. Just straight out of bounds. Andre Blatch uh, got fat. And nice. stopped caring, really. Oh, um, I love that for him. After he got his veteran extension. And uh, he got that around the age of like 26 or something. Oh, cool. uh, so you can tell he was really <laughs> ready to phone it in, call it a career. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I would, honestly. <laughs> he was there for the love of the game, for sure. <laughs> the freedom and tolerance afforded this trio established the Wizards as a league joke and should have embarrassed Grunfeld. Uh, but it didn't. We're <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> Following the 09-2010 season, Grunfeld signed Andre Blatch to a veteran extension five years and $35 million. Blatch would not even make it two full seasons with the Wizards before being released due to a severe lack of conditioning and just general effort. Running is hard. And nobody likes doing it. And being fat's easy. Yeah, you get to eat anything you want. More or less. <laughs> And bonus for this, Blatch had been fined before his extension for encouraging and participating in Arenas' gun celebration in 2009. Ooh, cool, 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 so, cool. like, a few months before that Grunfeld extended him, this guy was basically endorsing, yeah, let's make light of the fact that you brought a gun into the locker room because yeah. that's a real team player move, and let, we love let, that. Let's bring back the Washington Bullets. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Uh, Austin here to explain that oh one for the. Moving forward to 2011, uh, and once again, the NBA draft. Nah, he sure knows how to pick them. Fly, mistress. Now, John Wall had a strong rookie season the year before. He was their first overall pick at the one uh, in 2010. But it was clear to everyone except Grunfeld <laughs> that the Wiz were still rebuilding. We're right? winning now. <laughs> Win always. Grunfeld saw John Wall's uh, rookie season. He thought, well, we can compete with the best of them. So let's do it. Let's get out there. We're Ernie, coming for you, Miami. Ernie decided he could afford to gamble with the sixth overall pick by drafting a relatively unknown and unvetted power forward from the Czech Republic, mm. Jan Vesely. He loves his Europeans. He really does. Also, if you are with, have the sixth overall pick, did John Wall really set you guys up to be contenders right. in his rookie season? <laughs> yes. 
Grundle According to is, history. <laughs> he has this weird view of everything. But with the sixth overall pick, he picked Jan Vesely. Vesely was meant to partner with Wall, but instead only played three seasons in the NBA and only two of those with Washington. Cool. He had had almost as many fouls as he had points with the Wiz. He had 107 fouls and 126 points. Should have been playing hockey. <laughs> <laughs> he was just an enforcer out there. Here's the real kicker. He shot below 34% from the free throw line in his last two years in the league. Perfect. That's. I mean, just do like the granny shot at that point. Like you, right? you up your, your percentage of making it. Oh, yeah. Exponentially. But the dude was bad. I imagine he just kicked the basketball. <laughs> I what, think even that would have been better. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad. I got French. There. I know. I was going to say. I mean, it's all Europe. I don't. It's all Europe. <laughs> it's all Europe. To make matters worse, Grunfeld could have selected any number of all-stars, such as Kemba Walker, Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, and Nikola Vucevic. Mm. Grunfeld also had the 18th overall pick, <laughs> which he used on Chris Singleton, a guy Ooh. we all, of course, all know yep. and love. And so you could also say, since he had those two picks, he missed out on Jimmy Butler and Isaiah Thomas twice in the same draft. Nice. We love to see it. <laughs> This takes us to the 2012 offseason. You mean he hasn't been fired yet? Oh, oh no. No, no, no. no. It, and so around, <laughs> like, I don't know, three or four years ago, people start calling for it. Okay, good. <laughs> Tenured forever. Yeah, no. He, I think the ownership. He negotiated his own contract and just gave himself the maximum <laughs> of money the, and years. The owner's just like, here you go. Here's access to TurboTax and QuickBooks. And just, I'm going to go to the Cayman Islands. <laughs> Call me when we win a championship. <laughs> Pay yourself what you want. <laughs> so 2012 offseason. Grunfeld and the Wizards were being weighed down by the massive contract of Richard Lewis. Mm. They had acquired Lewis from Orlando in exchange for Arenas and had been saddled with his somehow worse contract of six years, $118 million. So when I say that he got rid of Gilbert Arenas' contract for a worse one, it is more expensive as long but started later. Um, he just really wanted to spend a six-year, $127 million contract. He just wanted that on his books. He no. wanted to take a strong anti-gun stance <laughs> two years later. But here's here's the kicker of it. Lewis only had one year left on this terrible contract. Normally, you would let the clock expire and then get started on your rebuild with the cap space you freed up. Mm -hmm. Not our boy Ernie. <laughs> it's, not, Ernie. it's not for him. He wants to drag this out. He instead decided to ship Rashard Lewis and a second-round draft pick to the then-New Orleans Hornets for Trevor Ariza and Amika Okafor, a tandem that brought an annual $46 million cap hit with multiple years left on both contracts. An almost incomprehensible step backwards. He looked at the Rashard Lewis contract and said, I would like to keep this going. Let's make it bigger. You know, I enjoy the pain. Yeah, Cap Hell needs to just be brought upon us always. Yeah, it's just free agents. Cap Purgatory. Mm. We'll just live here forever. We'll just keep ourselves down in the muck and maybe no one will fire me. <laughs> and no one will find out. I think he misunderstood really what his job was. Well, good news. Nobody was watching the Washington Wizards, so he was fine. <laughs> And the years just keep on rolling as we move into 2013. And you guessed it, the NBA draft. <laughs> this time, Grunfeld had the third overall pick and decided to use it on Otto Porter. Porter. Oh 
His name's Otto. Come on, guys. Just, just this statement alone should be enough for you to know this is bad. Porter, who is currently serving as a member of the Bulls, never lived up to his draft placement. He put up mediocre numbers of about 9.6 points per game, 4.5 rebounds, and 1.3 assists over five full seasons with the Wiz. Despite the mediocrity, Grunfeld gave Porter a four-year, $106 million extension in 2018 and then promptly traded him the next year. Yep. Progress. Learn. <laughs> <laughs> to make matters worse, Ernie could have drafted C.J. McCollum, Stephen Adams, Rudy Gobert, and most notably, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Well, who could have known? Well, who, who could have known with Antetokounmpo? Giannis is fair, but there is reason. <laughs> he was an unknown Giannis. European. I like that. Perfect for this him. Is, I know. This is I, Ernie's kink right here. I like this is the year to go for unknown, like, foreign <laughs> players. Stephen Adams, Rudy yep. Gobert, uh-huh. Giannis. And he's like, no, no. No, no. Otto Porter. Otto Finally, we reach the last major failing of Grunfeld as GM of the Wizards, the 2016 offseason. Kevin Durant was slated to become a free agent, and Grunfeld had been planning to make a hometown pitch to the future Hall of Famer for two years before Durant's free agency. (laughs) He even went so far to make fake Durant Wizards jerseys, and he wore them to games. That's amazing. In 2015, the season before. Are you sure that's not tampering? How is that not tampering? I'm not sure rules existed back then. (laughs) He fired his head coach and hired Durant's old coach from Oklahoma City, Scotty Brooks. <laughs> he signed a bunch of low-level scrubs to make room for Durant's contract, and he bet it all on landing Durant and whiffed hard as the superstar left for Golden State. What? He then turned his sights to Al Horford, you know, a consolation prize, uh-huh. and another all-star free agent that had shown interest in coming to Washington. But once again, Grunfeld whiffed and lost Horford to Boston. Perfect. Panicked. Grunfeld lost his mind, apparently, and signed Ian Mahaney to a four-year, $64 million contract. He needs players, man. They and, won't have enough for a team. And He's then, like, I have so much money. He had so much oh. money. He's like, let's just divvy all the money I would have spent on Kevin Durant on a bunch of scrubs. So he got Ian Mahaney for four years, $64 million. Then Andrew Nicholson. I couldn't even t- tell you who that is. I can't tell you who any of these players are. I, I know Mahini. <laughs> Late round 2K draft pick. <laughs> Andrew Nicholson to a four-year $26 million contract and Jason Smith to a three-year $16 million contract, literally spending all the cap space he had made on players that just did not deserve it. He missed out on the stars, so he decided that it would be better to lock down scrubs instead of waiting for the next big you know, free agency. Yeah, right. Just call it a loss. Hold on to the cap space. Get them next year. Get champ. draft picks. I mean, you at this point they have John Wall and Bradley Beal. Right. Like yeah. they have pieces. They have what they've basically had for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> they have pieces that would bring in free agents. In his final years as GM, Grunfeld traded away several first-round picks and continued to stoke the ire of his fan base. Wiz fans help. Wiz fans held protests, signed petitions, developed chants and even burned effigies. Amazing. And, and in 2019, their patience and fervor was finally rewarded as Ernie Grunfeld was fired after 16 years of just straight-up failure. Where on earth was the owner of this franchise? In the Cayman Islands with no television, <laughs> no internet. Just every now and then, somebody would show up and be like, hey, can you sign this blank check, please? <laughs> hey, man, the economy's been really hard for the super wealthy, so can you, <laughs> let's gog it down. <laughs> but yeah, that is the story of Ernie Grunfeld and the miserable case of the Washington Wizards. May you rest in peace and find your truth one day. But now, 
We've presented some of the worst moves in NBA history. We feel pretty comfortable and confident in presenting our own proposals for those GMs we believe need a little amateur help to make their professional decisions. Uh, Westover, you want to kick us off? Yeah. My dear GM is to Mark Eversley, GM of the Chicago Bulls. You've got a rare opportunity on your hand. Zach Levine has resurrected his career and is playing out of his mind. You're still outside the playoffs, and Zach still has two years left on his contract. And with how he's playing, he may be a little bit out of your price range when extension time comes around. Why not get something in return but still remain semi-competitive just in case one of those teams above you slips up in this shortened season? The Warriors are reportedly already done with the Kelly Oubre experiment, so give him a change of scenery for this one year and you can free up more cap space for the upcoming free agency window. My proposal is this. Golden State, they just get Zach Levine. Chicago can get Kelly Oubre Jr. and Marquise Chris for cap purposes and the 2021 first that uh, Minnesota owes Golden State and the 2023 first that's top three protected. This way, the Warriors can get a player on a hot streak that can play shooting guard and is a change of pace scorer who can still pull up and shoot if needed. While the Bulls get a good replacement that helps the cap in the long run and can acquire more draft picks for the future. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. I like it because you got Zach like cutting in and slashing, drawing up space for those three-point shooters. He's a good off-the-ball player, which is what Golden State revolves around. And then you can slide Clay right into the three once he comes back. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Right into the All-star Clay. When Clay comes, if Clay comes back. I believe he's dead. Uh, but he's Josh, on that note. All right, uh, my G- dear GM goes out to the San Antonio Spurs GM, Brian Wright. All right, you guys missed the playoffs last year for the first time in Greg Popovich's tenure as coach. That's a streak that started when he was hired back in 1996. A thousand years. Oh, you know, God. Longer than, you know, Austin here has been alive. Okay. No. Um, but the two years before that, you guys have been bounced in the first round after getting stuck as the seventh seed. Now, you've got some talent on your roster, but they're on the verge of missing their championship window. You guys need another piece to help you get to the next level. And here's what I'm proposing. San Antonio trades for Shai, Shai, Shai Gilgis Alexander. I've heard both ways. Yeah, I really have to. Um, from the Oklahoma Oklahoma City's Thunder, um, San Antonio trades away Luka Simonich and shooting guard Lonnie Walker IV as well as a 2021 first round, a 2022 first round, and a 2023 second round. So far in the young season, Shai Gilgis has been averaging about 21.8 points, 5.3 rebounds, 6.3 assists, 0.9 steals per game, while shooting 51% from the field and 37.5% from three. Lonnie Walker, on the other hand, has been averaging 11.2 points, 3.1 rebounds, 1.7 assists, 0.5 0.5 steals per game while shooting 40.5% from the field and 37.4% from three. Now that's a lot of numbers, but basically shy is an improvement in literally every category. Um, now sure he'd be expensive, but it would be well worth your um, well worth it to improve your positioning in the tough Western conference. Right now you guys are sitting in the eighth seed. This trade might be enough to get you up to three or four and the thunder would ac- accumulate even more draft stock. Just what they need. Well, I don't hate it. I mean, I don't know about the Thunder's willingness because he's the one player they have left. Oh, yeah, that's why there's quite a few picks in there. (laughs) But burn it all down, I say. This week, I'm addressing the Washington Wizards GM, Tommy Shepard. Tommy, 
You made an odd choice trading for Russell Westbrook, my guy. He it's, made an Ernie grunt. It's an choice. Ernie. It's Ernie with a mustache. <laughs> we know a, this. Such a lateral move. I'm gonna blame it on the fact that there's still some residual Erniness in your office. Mm-hmm. You haven't quite, you know, cleansed it, it properly. <laughs> you but, need to burn some sage. Really get that Ernie <laughs> energy out of there. But let me tell you, my man. Uh, most, including myself, saw it as a lateral move, and that you gave up draft capital to do it. <laughs> That's a bad decision. And clearly this hasn't worked out for you as you guys are currently sitting at what was at the time 4-12 and 12 when I wrote this and is not better since. <laughs> Despite Bradley Beal posting several career performances... You need to blow it up. And that that's including Russell Westbrook being one and eight in games he's played. Yeah. Yeah. Russell Westbrook was a horrible, horrible, <laughs> horrible choice. You dumb dumb. But they beat the Nets twice. A liability. Oh, we love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ugh. Anyways, blow it up. I propose the following. Utah receives Bradley Beal, a 2021-2023, and no. They just received Bradley Beal. Sorry, I got that mixed up. Yeah, you're I not... was gonna say. Good lord, <laughs> here's a grunt. burn everything here's... down. Let's start over. Hear me out. Utah receives Bradley Beal. Washington receives Mike Conley and a 2021, 2023, and 2025 first round picks. Look, I know Bradley Beal has stayed his commitment to the team, and his youth and contract makes retaining him appealing. But the Avengers had better odds of beating Thanos than the Wizards do at becoming a contender while Beal can still walk. Set yourself up with a bevy of picks and capitalize on the veteran leadership of Westbrook and Conley to coach up some of the young guns you already have. The Jazz are competing in the West, and the addition of Beal could prove invaluable for years to come. They would be more than willing to sacrifice draft capital to establish their big three of Mitchell, Gobert, and Beal. There are franchise players, and there are franchise players. Beal is the latter. Do it for the whiz. And uh, that's the pod. In the words of NBA player and coach Jason Kidd, quote, we are going to turn this team around 360 degrees, unquote. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Thanks for listening. And remember, this was mismanaged.